0: Welcome to World of Away in 365 Days, the podcast that helps you design your career break, your World of Away, with weekly tasks that will have you ready to go by the end of the year. I am Sean Levi, and this week we get an introduction to house sitting with masterclass expert Stephanie Perry, founder of vicarious.com.
1: Let's get started with, if you would please tell me, Stephanie, who you are.
2: I am Stephanie Perry from vicarious.com. I help women who are experiencing burnout take some time away from work so that they can travel on a budget.
1: It's my understanding that you moved into this career from another one and that you used a sabbatical Mm -hmm. as a way to help um, transition into this field. Would you tell me a little bit about that first sabbatical?
2: Yeah, I was, it was uh, September of 2015, and I just wanted to travel on my own terms for a while. I didn't want to have to ask for vacation time, I didn't want to have to cut my trips to five days or less. And, you know, I just wanted some extended time where I could travel. I had taken a vacation with my parents not too long before that. um, And my parents, my mom had just retired. My mom was 65, my dad was like 67 at the time. And I got to see what it was like to try to live your travel dreams after you're already a senior citizen, you know? And I started thinking, there's got to be another way, right? There's got to be another way to do all the awesome stuff and see all the awesome stuff that I haven't seen yet, but not wait until my, my hip hurts, my knee doesn't quite move. You know, I want to do it now. Yeah. So I saved up some money. I quit my job and I took a full year to just travel wherever I felt like it.
1: So let's, if I can, let's back up a little bit to to that part about what it took for you to be able to quit your job and take a year and travel. What what did you have to do?
2: I had to get the money together to do it. Um, I had done some research and budget travel bloggers use the figure of $40 a day as a pretty standard um, travel budget, you know, for people who are not looking to stay in fancy hotels and stuff. Um, So I knew I was going to need for a 12 month trip. I knew I was going to need over $14,000. And so first I had to just look at the money. You know, How how am I going to make this money and how long is it going to take me to get all this money together? Um, I came up with a plan to save the money over 15 months. So it took me 15 months to save up the $14,000 and change to go. Um, So I needed that. I did most of that through working overtime. I was a hospital pharmacy technician. So I got most of that money just by working overtime. I treated it like a second job. Um, and then I cut out all the stuff that people always tell you to cut out when you want to save some money. I started cooking my own meals. I, every time I read that advice, I'm like, boo, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to live. I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to spend my whole time cooking food. I don't enjoy it. But it was, it was a fantastic tip. It is, it is responsible. I think cooking my food was responsible for like four months of my travel, you know, so it did work. Yeah. So I needed to get the money together. And I also needed to get like my, my um, mindset together, I guess. I was I had some fears about it, even though it sounded like a great idea. And I was basically all in as soon as I realized that I could afford it. I was all in. But I had to get my wrap my head around it and, and give myself like permission to take time and not work because we're just trained, Americans especially, we are just indoctrinated into the idea that we are your able-bodied years are meant for you to work, 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 work yourself to the point of exhaustion. Then maybe after 65, you can enjoy your life. So I had to make that switch, which wasn't all that hard. (laughs) I had to make that switch to say, I'm entitled. I'm allowed to enjoy myself. I'm allowed to take some time out of my entire life that is not dedicated to working, you know, sometime that's just dedicated to chilling in a hammock. I did a lot of hammocking (laughs) to taking selfies. I did a lot of my selfie game, it elevated exponentially, (laughs) you know, to just talking to strangers on a, you know, sitting in Vietnam on a plastic bench and talking to people who pass by, you know, I had to give myself permission to do that. Um, So yeah, it it took money and it took the mindset for me to make it happen.
1: It sounds like during your sabbatical and then when you returned, that mindset really stayed with you. How have you taken what you learned from sabbatical and brought it into your life now?
2: It sure did stay with me. When Once I got out into the world and I saw how other people organize their lives and organize their day and how their lives are not centered around work in a lot of the world, you know, in a lot of the world, free time is celebrated. It's built in. I could, it was really hard for me to come back to... You know, a life where my whole my whole week was about work, and my whole month, you know, was about work, and then I tried to fit in the other things. Um, I was able to figure out a way to make a life where my life is about the stuff that I like, Mm -hmm. and then I fit working. I fit working when I can. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it 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 transformed everything. I didn't really go on the trip to have some sort of transformational experience. I didn't, I just wanted to see some places in the world that were far away. Yeah. Uh, but man, it was transformational. It changed my whole idea of what my day and what my life could be, you know, what my life could look like. It really opened me, opened up my eyes to how focused we are on work and how focused we are on your, your life being, um, Like not really your own until you hit these markers, you know, so you get to enjoy some stuff when you're a kid, but then once you're an adult, your time is not your own and then maybe in senior citizen years, you're back to being able to enjoy your time. It really opened my eyes to that even more, going and seeing how other people do it, how other people live.
1: Before you took your first sabbatical, you looked at it as an experience where you're going to save up the money
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're going to make it happen. Yeah. You then have learned how to live differently and you travel a lot. And one of the things that caught my eye, in fact, what first caught my eye about what you have built into your life and the ex- what some of the expertise that you have is about how to travel very affordably. yes. And you even say that it's possible to have a sabbatical without having to have that huge savings. That's right. So what, what are some of those strategies that, that one can do to, That's right. to make it
2: happen? Yeah. When I went the first time, I thought the only way to do it was to have a pile of cash and keep track of that pile of cash as you go and spend, you know, and then when you're out of money, you come back home, which is exactly what I did. <laughs> and then I came back home, I went to work I came back to work, and um, on my 90-day review, you know, where they're like, okay, so you've been here for 90 days. We'd like to keep you on permanently. I said, actually, uh, I quit. (laughs) I quit. Actually, I'm putting in my two-weeks notice right now because I had looked around and just done my Googles, right? I went to Google University, and they told me that there are other ways to travel on a significant budget, and one of those ways is house-sitting. So now I'm a year-round house-sitter, I don't have my own place to stay. We're recording this from my parents' house in Exotic Dover, Delaware, because COVID-19 told me to stay home. So I'm back here right now. But house sitting means that I get free accommodation around the world. Wherever I feel like going and I can find a house sit, I can go there and have a place to stay. I haven't paid for a place to stay or utilities since 2017. Wow. You know, here and there, I, you know, I book an Airbnb here and there, but yeah, since 2017, I haven't had, I haven't had those bills, those responsibilities, which means that my whole life, like I said, is different. I don't have to work very much. I'm a virtual assistant, so I do some work. I don't like it, but But I don't have to work very much. My life doesn't have to be about how to work to afford the stuff. You know, it's just, you know, where can I find a cool house sit in a place where I want to be? Where it's not win- win- not wintertime, because I boycott winter.
1: Any place. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Your jacket only rule, is that what that is? <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: If, I'll go somewhere, if, even if I have to wear a jacket, I will go. But if it requires a coat, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I refuse.
1: <laughs> How did you start? Because like, um, I think there's a one website that you're especially fond of. What is that website? That's Trusted House
2: Sitters. Trusted House Sitters is the largest platform for house sitting, right? It's where house sitters and people who need a house sitter go to meet each other. There's some others. House carers, Mind My House are others. uh, But Trusted House Sitters is the big guy. It's it's one where I'm a member of Trusted House Sitters, and I don't feel the need to join any other to get house sits. So that's who I house sit through. Um, it's a fantastic exchange. You get to live your travel dream somewhere as a house sitter and you get to help someone else live their travel dream because they, some of these people wouldn't be able to go if you didn't come and handle their responsibilities for them while they were gone. I did a house sit for a woman who was in her eighties, who was checking off items from her bucket list. And she wanted to go to the, um, hot air balloon festival in New Mexico uh, and that was, she, she said, this is on my bucket list. And so she wouldn't have been able to go, you know, I stayed, took care of her awesome dog Fritz <laughs> so that she could live her dream. You know, I don't take, I, t- I love, I don't take that lightly. I really do feel like I'm helping them, do, you know, do the thing that they love and the thing that I love, you know, yeah. which is travel. So we, we all win. I win. She wins. Fritz wins. Everybody's happy.
1: Well, so wet or whistle. Tell us about some of the places you have housed at. That are your favorite i house
2: it for the last two years i've house set six months out of the year in mexico in a place called lake chapala lake chapala is the largest lake in mexico and it's not far from guadalajara so it's not far from a major international airport but it's a cute little it's a series of towns around a lake uh, because of the high elevation it's the land of eternal spring yeah. weather is always nice and it's very popular with american and canadian retirees uh, which makes it a house-sitter's paradise <laughs> because yes. all you have to do is get there, meet some retirees, they introduce you to your, to their friends, and next thing you know, you're there house-sitting for six months, which is exactly what's happened to me.
0: Okay.
2: Um, so I love house-sitting in Lake Chapala. There are conveniences because there are so many Americans and Canadians, but it's also very, like, colonial and very old and cobblestone streets, and there you see families riding their horses like to, like, we're recording this on a Sunday, right? If I, if you were there right now, you would see an entire family riding on horseback, you know, the dad on the horse, the mom on the horse, the kids on their own horse, you know, riding into town. Wow. So you get good Mexico, right? You get, a, yeah, you, get yeah. your, you get your good Mexico hit, but they also have a Walmart. Like they also have some <laughs> conveniences, some stuff. They have a One particular grocery store that ships stuff from the US and from Canada. So, if you want some Cheez Its, if you're just dying, like I had a a Cheez It attack, I was like, I need some Cheez Its. You can go to the store, it'll cost you $8, but you can get some Cheez (laughs) Its there. So, (laughs) yeah, so Lake Chapala is one of my favorite places. I also had a fantastic house sit in Amsterdam. It was A combination of a beautiful home and the perfect timing. This was during tulip season in Amsterdam, and I got to hang out in the on the tulip farms, take a trillion selfies. Really, I did, (laughs) and enjoy Easter in the Netherlands, which was just gorgeous. And the house sit, of course, was beautiful and very nice people, a very kind family who let me stay in their home. Yeah, so I've I've had some fantastic house sitting experiences.
1: One of the things that's really struck me about you is I've gotten to see some of the YouTube productions that you have made, which are excellent. So informative. You're very generous with your knowledge. Mm -hmm. You've built a masterclass.
2: Yes, I have a house sitter school masterclass. So I have a lot of YouTube videos about house sitting, right? About how to get started house sitting, how to find house sitting. All of that information is free on YouTube. If you want to be walked through the process of getting your very first house sit, I have a masterclass called house sitter school, that will walk you through it. Um, because I know, you know, some of us are DIYers and some of us want a little extra attention, right? A little extra handholding. Either way is fine for me. I, I only know about this because someone was generous with her information. I stumbled on some blog posts about house sitting and now I'm a house sitter. And so I just wanna pay it forward. I want you to know, everybody. I want everyone to know that these are options that are out there and you don't have to feel chained to the way that your life is now. If you wanna try something different, I want you to find the options just like I did because I could very well, if that person hadn't shared that information, I could very well still be sitting on my sofa. Every, I used to work nights at the hospital and I would come home in the morning sit on the sofa and try to calculate how many of this exact same day I was going to have to relive over and over. It felt like I was stuck in like the movie Groundhog Day. How much of this am I going to have to continue to repeat over and over? And I wasn't, I was not happy. Yeah. And all it took was some people sharing information with me for me to be able to make a drastic change. So that's why I like to share information, my YouTube channel. I appreciate your compliment on my YouTube channel. I'm really proud of it. Like, I'm really proud of what's on there, the information that's there and the community that we have, um, like, grown on my YouTube channel, because I like, I want to share this. There are people who want to try something different and they think it means that they're crazy or they're a weirdo, you know, and I just want people to know you're not a weirdo. And there are other people who not only want to do it, but who are doing it and who can help you guide you show you how to make whatever change you want, how to live, however you want to live.
1: Okay. So, so in addition to vicarious.com, which I'm going to spell out as V A Y C A R I O U S.com. In addition to that, people can actually contact you directly. If people are interested and have questions they can reach out to you. Yes,
2: okay. you can reach out to me. So Vicarious is weird. I know it's a weird name. I started the blog because it was a way for people to vacation vicariously through me. So I called it Vacarious. but I definitely don't want you to do that anymore. I want you to go for yourself. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Vicarious. People email me. I'm stephanie at vicarious.com. You can reach out to me. I love, as you can tell, I love talking about this. <laughs> it's my favorite subject. <laughs> uh, my YouTube channel, if you just, go to youtube.com slash Stephanie Perry, you'll find me. Uh, But yeah, I love talking about it. I understand that there are people out there who just feel like, oh, this is, this seems so strange. This seems so weird. I want to do it, but I need some support. You know, we all need like a community who's behind us because it might not be the same people who encourage you when you like buy a house, right? When you, Say, oh, I'm going to buy a house or I'm going to grad school or whatever. You have like a, an uproaring, you know, supportive community. But then when you say, oh, I'm quitting my job to travel for a while, you know, you need to find <laughs> a new community of people who are going to be just as supportive and just as happy for you in that journey as they were, as people were for you in your other journey. So I, I believe in that. I believe in people finding their community. And if you need to come through me to find one, I have one.
1: You take your very straightforward approach to house sitting, and you also can help people on that planning side in terms of budgeting. Because as you described it, you have some really great travel hacks. Yeah. And if people are looking, you know, they're just having a hard time themselves organizing how best to utilize the resources they have now. You're happy to talk them through that.
2: That's right. We can get on the phone and talk it out. We can get on the phone one-on-one or on the Zoom, <laughs> get on Zoom one-on-one and talk it out because I don't want money to be the barrier. Yeah. That's pretty much what happens when people, you know, have an idea and then they next thing they know they're saying, oh, but I can't afford it. And so that's the end of the conversation. And I don't want that to be the end of the conversation. So yeah, you can book, we can, we can talk one-on-one about what your options are. I've done house sitting. I've done work exchanges through like WorkAway where you go and you stay and you get free room and board. You do some work for them and you get food and a place to stay. I've stayed in hostels. I didn't start traveling like this until I was over 40 and I've stayed in hostels all over the world. If you need some reassurance that hostels are a safe and welcoming place for people like us, and they are, Then we can talk about that. Yeah, I'm around and I'm not busy working. (laughs) Okay,
1: okay. But you are busy with the summit. So when is that? When is um, that summit that you're doing?
2: Exodus Summit is September 21st through 27th. We're bringing in over 30 speakers to talk to not, okay, so not to give you inspiration, right? Because most people are already inspired to make this change. We are talking, getting your framework together, get your plan together from What how do I transition into RV life if this is what interests you how to school your kids while you're traveling because we hear so many people saying, oh, I'm going to do it in eight years when my kids are out of school. But there are people out there, I've seen them for myself, there are people out there traveling with school-aged kids and schooling the kids as they go. It's called world schooling. So we have some world schooling talks happening. Of course, we have money talks happening. We have talks about how to re-enter the workforce Uh when you're, you know, if you're going to need to quit your job, how do you transition so that you can come back smoothly? Uh, So again, that's Exodus Summit, September 21st through September 27th. And you're all welcome. So it's labeled as a sabbatical summit for black women because we're talking black women have a different uh, mindset. It's harder for black women to take the sabbatical. It just is. It's just a different mindset, but all are welcome. The information is incredible.
0: Thank you, Stephanie Perry, for sharing your insights and expertise with us this week. I really enjoyed talking with you and especially liked how you emphasized some of the key points regular listeners have heard me and other guests mention about the key ingredients to support a career break, including your goals, finances, and mindset. And thank you so much for that great introduction to house-sitting and explaining how it can add value to travel and career break experiences. Stephanie's initial goal of enjoying the freedom to travel where and when she felt like it inspired her first sabbatical, and she turned her attention and can-do attitude to saving up enough money to stop working and explore 12 countries in 12 months. The mindset that supported this decision was partially motivated by seeing how travel might feel and look during retirement, when your body might limit what you can do and see. That successful first sabbatical inspired Stephanie to continue prioritizing her travel goals. And she learned several strategies for how to build a life that supports the travel she loves, including house sitting, an exchange where you get to help others live their travel dreams while you enjoy your own. You can hear in her voice how much she loves to talk about travel, house sitting, and how to arrange a break from your career. So if you want to learn more or contact Stephanie, check out the links in this week's show notes. That's it for this week. Just 17 weeks to go. I look forward to talking with you again next Friday. I am Sean Levi. Be well, and thanks for listening to World of Away in 365 Days.